0: To the Rational Rage Network. I'm sorry, Randy. I really am sorry. I know that both of us were having the time of our lives last week. And, uh, you know, as things do, they get out of hand and and one thing leads to another. And now look at us. And what I think happened, I think it was all just, you know, one giant misunderstanding. (laughs) Uh, And because I know that Sometimes he has a very sad, sick, deranged, twisted mind of his own and he just <laughs> Anyway <laughs> I know that I know that I have things to fix about myself, but I really wish that we'd gotten a chance. Randy to finish what we started I really do because uh, you know this Sunday after you take on him at the TLC pay-per-view I'm just not too sure what's gonna be left of you (laughs) and there shall be no fun and games at TLC yeah instead All there's gonna be is just sadness Mm -hmm. and pain. You know what? Yowie wowie, that's all right. That sounds splendid. (laughs) So, I've decided to celebrate since TLC is gonna be no laughing matter, tonight is. So, in honor of our field trip, I have prepared some jokes tonight. What's the best way to measure a viper? Inches. Because they don't have (laughs) any (laughs) feet. (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay, hold on, wait, wait, chill out, hold on. Okay, okay, I got it, next one, okay. <laughs> what do snakes use to clean their car windows? Windshield vipers. Bray. Bray. Bray!
1: Up here. That's right. That's right, now that I have your attention. Last week I said, when the time comes, when my time comes, I'd look the devil in the eye and tell him that the most evil son of a on planet Earth has come home. But what I didn't realize, Bray, was that later that night you'd give me the chance. The Fiend gave me the chance after I put you down with the three deadliest letters in sports entertainment, something changed. You changed. Now, I don't often say this, but for the first time in a very, very long time, I was outmaneuvered, not by you, Brave, by him. And I guarantee that won't happen this Sunday at TLC, and he certainly won't outmaneuver me tonight. I know how much you just love to play games. How about tonight? We play a game. Great. How about tonight? We play a little game of hide and seek. What do you say?
0: <laughs> you and me! <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Let me, Vandy, you know can't resist a game. So, I accept. I accept, Randy. (laughs) I accept.
1: (laughs) Come find me.
0: Let the games begin! This situation has gotten more, <laughs> more bizarre by the second. <laughs> R- Randy Orton just invited Mary Wyatt to a game of hide and seek. Order to the Rational Rage Network.
2: Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Rational Rage Network and the PWC Raw Review uh, with uh, with me, Chris Amps. That's A-M-B-S. That's like bullshit first thing in the morning, in case you're still wondering. Um, my co-host, Jimmy T. Jimmy, how you doing down there in Australia?
3: Feeling hot, 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 man, because <laughs> it's bloody hot down here. <laughs> Sweating my nuts off. But I have, other than that, I'm cool, man.
2: I have heard. Well, you, you keep it hot I will be very, very, very cold for the next little while. We had our first minus thirty-two today. It was uh, wow. it was hard to start the truck. <laughs> wow! Um, I was so tried it, dude, <laughs> oh, maybe. for a day or two, maybe. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, joining us today is the uh, host of the Hammerlock Hangover and the Garden of Doom, Jeff Lippman. Jeff, how you doing? Thanks for coming on.
4: What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on the PwC podcast. I'm very excited. I've been upside down and, and going
3: counterclockwise all day just to be ready for it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I'm, we're, <laughs> and we're glad to have you on, Jeff, man. It's been, a, it's been a sort of like a long time coming and I feel bad for even getting you on this slate, man. But it's a pleasure having you on the PwC, dude. I appreciate
4: the alignment is sort of the thing in December. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm, I'm honored to be asked. And yeah, sure, sure Let's, let's go. Let's, let's get, let's talk about raw. Let's try and make it fun. let <laughs> still do Chris.
2: All right. Let's, let's talk about professional wrestling. Actually. First of all, before we get into raw, I wanted to just sort of quickly cover something. Uh, Jimmy T and I will talk about it a little more on our uh, skirmish podcast, but I did want to bring this up because it's sort of all over the wrestling news and all over the dirt sheets right now. Um, what the hell is up with Jim Ross?
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wow.
2: Did he ever seem to blow some people out of the water? Well, do you
3: blame him? Think about it. He's been saying for how long now about the product, but he's, he's right. I a hundred percent agree with him. I don't know if you've seen it, Jeff, at all. Oh,
4: I've seen it, but you're right. He's been, he says it all the time. I'm sort of starting to think that, that he's supposed to do it just to start these fake controversies. It's almost part part of their shtick, one of their inside jokes. Listen, I, I don't really disagree with what he's saying, but I absolutely disagree with him accepting a paycheck and being the lead spokesperson and constantly doing it publicly. Um, do it privately. That's fine. I, you know, I respect his opinion. His voice should be heard. But to constantly bury your own employer, I mean, if this was Michael Cole or Corey Graves, they'd be
3: gone. Oh, definitely. 100%. But that's the thing. You bring up an interesting point, Jeff. Do, do you think he's working everyone with, with his comments?
4: yes i i mean nobody can get away with it or tony khan has absolutely no control over his staff and i don't believe that i think that i think that he does i mean i I do think he has a problem with being both a boss and a friend but i don't think it's that bad yet Uh, i know jim ross is you know 70 ish and has a lot of respect and you know is has a lot of cachet but at this point they honestly don't need him they've got a million people there that can do commentary um So, yeah, I I think that it's, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a cynic and a skeptic. So I I think that maybe it's it's done with permission just to create these sort of faux controversies to keep themselves in the news and every podcast talking about them.
3: Oh, well, that's what we like here at the PwC, Jeff. So you're perfect for that, dude. Chris, (laughs) do you have any thoughts about it?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of the same stuff that we've been saying on the skirmish, you know, just stuff that I think a lot of people have been saying in pro wrestling for a long time now. And, you know, you bring up a good point, Jeff, you know, he's 70 years old. And I think that a lot of the older wrestling fans have that same kind of mentality of like, why are you doing this? But, um, I think that there is a reason for people of our age, you know, of our, well, I'm, I'm lumping us in with a whole lot of other people too. I know you're not as old as JR and I'm not as old as you and Jimmy's older than I am. Ha ha ha. But uh, I think that there's, I think that there's something to be said about that. You know, the older generation of wrestling people basically looking and saying, I mean, Hey, this doesn't really work. And you know, you, you can, a lot, I hear a lot of the people who are in the younger generation kind of say, Oh, you just don't understand. Like, you don't know it's, it's new now and you just can't, you know, stop yelling at the people on your lawn or whatever. But I mean, it's like, you know, the reason why we called our, why we call our flagship show the the skirmish is because, you know, 1.8 million people is not a war, right? 8 million people on each show. That was the war. And, you know, we're talking about wrestlers and people who have been in the business since back then and looking at it and basically saying, well, you guys are, are killing things. I I agree with, I agree with what he said. Um, and, uh, yeah, you definitely bring up an interesting angle on it. I mean, pro wrestling is one of those things that you always have to question. Is this real? Is this real? Is this real? Is this real? Um, and so, yeah, it's uh it's an interesting perspective. It's definitely something that I'm going to pay closer attention to now that you mentioned it. So thanks for that.
4: Sure.
3: Absolutely. If
4: I, if I can cause trouble, that, that, that's something I, I try to do.
3: And put it this way, Wherever Jeff, I go, feel free to say whatever you feel like, whatever it is. Yeah. Just so you know. You no,
4: know, I have to believe what I just said. I mean, I, I'm just not sure with that company, cause I don't know what they're I I haven't quite figured out their power dynamic and their management dynamic yet. I I don't think anybody from the outside can yet, but um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just a lot. And, uh, you know, sure. It's, it's sometimes some of the matches are like watching a video game, you know, of of matches and, uh, you know, I get it. it, Performance versus sports entertainment, but weren't they the company that said they were going to be more sports entertainment and less, Uh. uh, you know, more sports and less entertainment. So uh, you well, know, I don't know. Well, you I, whatever
3: just, you said it yourself, didn't they actually say that? <laughs> they did yeah. say that, right?
4: Well, they they said a whole host of things that were less true and more important. So, I mean, yeah, there's a whole bunch of little stuff. But listen, at the end of the day, Dynamite is still the most entertaining wrestling show Definitely. on a week by week basis. So, you know, I you know, I, I nitpick because I love about sixty percent of it. Now, there's about forty percent of it that I don't like, somewhere between don't like and hate. And that's probably never going to change. I'm never going to think Orange Cassidy is a star. I'm Thank never you. going to think Sammy Guevara. <laughs> I'm never going to think that, that Leon Ruff is a star either. I mean, or John, Johnny Gargano. I'm just, I'm just not going to be Thank into Keep people who, please. yeah, five, six, <laughs> they're 120. I'm, uh, I'm fifty-two. I shouldn't, 52 i should not i should not be convinced that I can beat them up.
3: Exactly, dude. See, <laughs> he's exactly like us. That's that's brilliant. You, Absolutely. Exactly what we think, dude. The same Rumpy thing. Bumpy old man exactly i know i hate aging dude i'm turning 39 next year and i'm starting to feel it but anyway let's get this raw party started right
2: yeah all right let's get to it i was trying to avoid talking about raw as long as i possibly could jimmy I but i guess you. we're gonna i guess you're gonna push me into it here uh we start off and uh you know the show comes up and hey well here's a here's a good thing jimmy uh the show didn't start with 15 minutes of recaps so that's that's a positive
3: right oh god yeah well the last few weeks i didn't watch last week but the week before was a damn whole recap show man yeah we didn't have to wait a half hour before the first match so yeah. i know god that's what yeah. like i said it was a different kind of show for once you know what i mean so i don't have to totally bash it this time but please yeah, continue but,
4: but he can have fun with the beginning of the go home show the beginning segment i have a feeling chris is going to love it oh
2: Oh, yeah i just super amazingly no uh the so basically the lights come up and it's Miz uh in the ring and it's clearly some sort of uh homage to christmas and he says that he's going to read us a book it's called the nightmare before tlc which is basically exactly what i thought when i saw the Miz on my screen that early which is (laughs) this is a nightmare right away uh he's doing finger snaps and turning on lights and then aj's snapping and turning on lights and then almost or almost or whatever the guy's name is the big 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 dude that vince seems to be in love with uh i thought he kind of got clowned here with the finger snap because the lights came on and then you know ms snapped the fingers and the lights came back off and i'm like why is this monster just standing there being okay with this but whatever um i literally have written down here already like before i get into anything else why do you make me watch this jimmy so (laughs) thank you for that
3: i don't even know why i'm watching
2: Uh, eh? (laughs) today seriously uh john morrison i will say is a goddamn genius i don't care what anybody else says i like john morrison i liked him here i thought he was funny i think he deserves better (laughs) i will say uh the piped noise yeah uh, the pipe noise is completely wrong because the only thing that should be happening during this segment is CM Punk chants. And that's exactly <laughs> what would be happening with the live crowd.
3: I've said Let's this, previously.
2: <laughs> I've said this uh, on previous
3: episodes, right? I don't know about you, Jeff, but that piped-in crowd of just <sighs> the whole way through gives me a, a damn headache. I'm not lying. where
4: everybody is coming from, but I remember very well the first few weeks after COVID when there was no sound whatsoever. Oh. And I, I posted then that, that I'll never complain about noise again. I'll never complain about fans taking over. I'll never complain never. about <laughs> complain about what chance, beach balls, you deserve it, piped in, I, because silence was, was death. So I, I'm gonna, I, I have to be consistent. I mean, I, I know what, what people are saying. I, I understand what you're saying, but the s- silence, I mean, if you watch Ring of Honor, it, it's so dull without noise, it just, it's just so
3: dry. I can't do it, Jeff. I can't do any wrestling promotion that's got really no fans. It just, I, I lose the whole, like, I don't know, man, the whole perception of what, what, what it is I'm watching without any fan noise, dude. Even the pipe in fan noise really annoys me. I, I, I don't know why. It just does. Like, why can't they just let in, like, even in NXT, they've got a few fans, right, sort of, like, in cages or something like that. Why not have something yeah, similar? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, but
4: NXT has been well, one WWE COVID breakout after status. another.
3: Sorry. Whoa, whoa. sorry, Jeff. NXT
4: and, and the PC has been one COVID breakout after another. So I, I don't, I mean, I, I wouldn't look to that as being a good example necessarily.
3: Yeah, true. But I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know, man. We need fans ASAP. Chris, what were you going to say about it?
2: I was just going to say, I think the WWE is doing it this way because they feel like if there were a few pockets of fans, it would look too small. And I think mm. that they believe at least that the the Thunderdome uh, makes them look more big time. Um, I'm not totally sure that I agree with that, but I do agree with Jeff that as annoying as the piped sound is it's still significantly better than Absolute Silence. Uh, you know, as somebody who does a review show for Impact, I gotta say that's a big, big downer every time I try to watch something on Impact because it's just, there's nothing and it feels like, you know, Jeff, I think Jeff said it perfectly, it feels like death.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, especially but, their ring. It just, all you hear is do, 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 do. That's annoying in itself and I'm talking about Impact, that is. But sorry, Jeff. Yeah. Continue, continue no on.
4: one should ever forget that WWE is the only publicly traded company that, that really all, all they do is wrestling and wrestling related and entertainment. So they're the only one that's going to have shareholder derivative suits. They're the only one that's clearly solvent. Um, I mean, AEW could be in the red. We, we, we have no idea. We have no idea what AEW incorporated has in terms of net assets and liabilities. Uh, Ring of honor is a division of Sinclair, which is a wealthy company, but who knows if it's separate or, or, you know, what its levels are you know, and, and impact the same with Anthem. Uh, so, uh, that, that's one of the things we might find out if Joey Ryan's suit doesn't get dismissed, you know, almost immediately. I hope it doesn't just so that we, we get this treasure trove of information. Um, oh,
3: good point. I,
4: I do want the, the individual women involved to be dismissed or at least that Anthem, you know, it, it, they piggyback on Anthem's defense. So they're, they're, they they are they do not go bankrupt over it because they're never going to get anything from him no because chance. he's going to go bankrupt. Sure. Um, but that's quite a digression. But I mean, they they have a fiduciary duty to, to their shareholders to not walk into liabilities, and they have in they have insurance companies, and and you know. So, anyway, I, I don't have a big issue with it. Again, so, you know, the the crowd is definitely part of it, and a, a false crowd is certainly imperfect, but it's better than dead silence. Fair enough, Chris.
2: Yep, hundred percent. So. Uh, here comes Seamus to save us from all this. Uh, thank you, Seamus. That might be the first time I've ever said <laughs> a positive word about Seamus in my life. After commercials, he's in the ring. You know what? I, I I'm going to say another nice thing about Seamus. I liked him in this match. He was hitting hard. Uh, he was, you know, he's he's always been kind of a stiff worker, but I feel like for whatever reason, uh, it worked well. His kicks seemed to be really impactful. I don't know if it's just uh, AJ style aj's size or just the fact that aj is such a fantastic worker that he's able to make everybody look good it was a good match it was hard hitting they focused on the leg Sheamus tries to go for a power bomb he's but almost stops him a uh, couple of things one uh i guess the tough irishman isn't tough when the person is taller than him that's <laughs> not exactly how my grandpa taught me and he was a five foot four irishman with red hair and you know he would fight anybody um also i feel like there must be a a segment of this whole show where vince is just screaming into the headset almost as tall look at how tall he is he's he's so he's so tall like Vince (laughs) is just completely in love with Ah, the fact that this guy happens to be a little bit taller than other people and it's like show me something I don't know you know am I wrong am I am I completely off kilder here Jeff what do you think
4: well what do I think well first of all I agree with you on on Seamus I I actually thought this was a a pretty darn good match. match
3: for what it was definitely
4: yeah, and a couple of weeks back, Sheamus had a really good match with uh, Matt Riddle as well. So I don't know if it's about being on Raw, if he's recommitted himself, if he thinks he has something to prove. But yeah, I, th- I think he's been pretty good. I- I've never hated Sheamus. It was <laughs> Joey Numbers from Wrestling yeah. Soup who always said they sucked. that made me. Oh jeez. Wasn't something right with him, but I always I always sort of liked Seamus. But these matches were good. But yeah, I I'm sure he does love Omus. And you know, remember, Omus is one of the five or six names that's going back to the PC twice a week to work on skills. And you could see in, in sort of his limited action that his you physicality, do. you know, he he doesn't quite know how to use his size yet and, and know how to control it. So it's so, probably better safe than sorry. And I think his presence is, you know, really good enough at this. Point, but uh, yeah and aj was pretty brutal and then trapping him in the ropes and doing that and, and it just didn't stop and it kept going and, and then there was no and you know what they there was no rescue there was no rescue from drew and nobody yeah, said it i was surprised that, oh, that they didn't that. say that that's true because that could have been the bookend story that neither one of them tried to rescue the other now Se- seamus might have had an excuse because he could have been at a local medical facility <laughs> as well but uh true but, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, they're probably teasing something with those guys. And, and none of the commentators said, where's Drew McIntyre? You know, because Sheamus is a heel, but he's got one friend. Um, but I, I had no problem. I mean, listen, the initial segment with, with uh, The Miz was awful. There were a couple parts that were, you know, sort of funny. Yes, Morrison tried. Uh, AJ tried, but it was awful. But this match, this I mean, as far as Raw was concerned, this the 30 minutes that
3: comprise this match in these scenes, pretty good. Well, I just want to say I was actually pleasantly surprised by the match for once. I'm like, wow. You know what's funny? I was watching it without any sound, and I actually enjoyed it. But what shocked me, I don't know if it was just me, but when AJ was doing those chair shots at the end of the match while Sheamus was hanging off the ropes, man, he was dangerously close to his bloody pecker, if you know what I'm saying. It felt like he was – I'm thinking to myself, man, if I was Sheamus, I'd be – i'd be like stop doing that you know what i mean like seriously and aj just kept going for it man am i am i wrong in saying just that? hit I mean, me in the face aj yeah <laughs> seriously i'm like this bloke what's he doing <laughs> he's probably ribbing him anyway but seriously he was really going for it unless he was wearing a cup i don't know man i hope he was
4: wearing a cup i, I hope I- so too I didn't. I didn't take notice of that, and I'm not watching it again. So.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's not worth watching twice. <laughs> right, we liked it, but it wasn't oh, worth watching God. twice. It's not right. like kid It wasn't that good. Yeah. It
2: was good. It, wasn't that good. <laughs> it was fine <laughs> for raw.
3: <laughs> no, yeah. Hey, compared to the last yeah. few weeks, it was definitely beyond fine. You know what I mean? Yep.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have one last thing about the AJ thing. Uh, I just wanted to say that he kind of reminds me sometimes of the really mouthy gay dude in jail <laughs> uh whenever he's standing next to Almos, I, for some reason he comes off like that oh. anyway uh moving on uh n- next up is a recap jimmy are you surprised oh what recap no yeah shocking oh god yeah. uh this time it. it's about the it's about hardy and lashley from last week so, in case you didn't uh, didn't tune in last week, Hardy and Lashley had a thing. What can, what can yeah. we say? Okay. So next up. <laughs> yeah. Next up, the Hurt Bidness is backstage. Uh, they come up to a skinny, bearded-looking dude, and uh, they pour milk on him. And uh, what the hell was that? Yeah, about <laughs> They're just bullying him. Well, they were triggered by just, the bronuts. They're just coming across as... And, can't wait, before yeah, you get exactly. along, what
3: the hell's with the bronuts, man? I haven't been watching raw enough to know what the hell's up with bronuts. Has he got the munchies from all the weed? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Well, that's part of the joke, but okay. they're home- right. homemade
4: organic donuts. <laughs> they were uh, part of his pitch to join the Hurt business, to do business. It was like his... his um, uh, What's that? Shark Tank. He had bronuts... <laughs> And he's coming up with other bro things, which I forgot about. The bro nuts have stuck. But it was the same thing he did tonight with bro nouns, which Ugh. we'll get to later, I'm sure. But um, uh, Vince apparently thinks that oh. this is all pretty funny. Uh, and, you know, I have to admit, sometimes I think it's funny too, but not all the time. But yeah, that's that's what it was about. But yeah, it's the, it's the second week or the second out of three weeks where the Hurt Business has found some poor schlub and have really made him pay the price for enjoying something the Riddle did
3: oh geez man i'm a fan of riddle but come on man are they bro like how stupid of us like he comes across as the biggest stoner i know he likes his weed right but seriously he's worse than rvd when they were ribbing him for being a stoner you know what i'm saying it's just it's just too yes. duck, bro like dude Here's the funny thing
4: <laughs> i i know some guys who actually know him pretty oh, well really? right and they say that's not far off from how he actually is that that he is you know how like Matt Hardy used to they used to he used to fight a kangaroo on, on the yeah. compound
3: yeah that was as
4: an alligator and does the same thing he jumps into like a, a brook and and he wrestles with his alligator Seriously? and he is sort of like bro and bro and running around like that so <laughs> it's it's just him turned up a little bit
3: I guess he better not be broing one day when the alligator actually bros his head off you know what I'm saying like I wouldn't be pushing my uh my luck if you know what i'm saying bro your bro luck (laughs) yeah my jesus the bro nuts the bro luck the bro this like like i said i'm a fan of riddle i've always have been this is just i don't know man he's entertaining but he's just too bro for me right now you know what i'm saying well then you hated the next segment too oh please tell me oh that's
2: (laughs) all right uh, before we get to that, um, I just wanted to point something out. Uh, Lashley spilt a bunch of milk on his suit. Uh, it's not worth it, bro. You know how much of a bitch dry cleaning is during COVID? What are you
3: doing? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know about I you guys, it, yeah. but I'm out of lockdown since I was in lockdown from March to November. So I'm free. I can go to get my dry, cleaners, <laughs> my dry cleaning done.
4: Yeah. And, and a man like Lashley, that's, that's custom made. I mean, that's tailored to, to fit. <laughs> exactly him
3: he's probably legitimately pissed because of it exactly
2: too. i just you know I, I i understand that he likes being a bully but i mean i just i just thought man like it's not worth the dry cleaning money all right so next up uh after bobby lashley ruins his suit uh we are backstage with uh, uh jeff hardy and the new day and in comes uh matt riddle and he's uh you know he's matt riddling uh, <laughs> all over the place and just getting matt riddle everywhere uh everything is bro dude bro dude <laughs> which uh you know i lived in la for two years and i will say that it is the most annoying type of person on the planet
3: um, He's a typical ever. california dude
2: uh anyway like the way he's acting it's shit, not either. though like most people in california are totally cool people they don't bro know, up stereotype
3: you know the white uh, man everything the white dude yeah stereotype. you know what i'm saying but yeah
2: yeah Guys like this are basically the throw another shrimp on the barbie for Australians. It's uh, it's no good.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we love throwing shrimp anyway, on the barbie here because, you know, Chris, I'm sure you know that too, Jeff. I'm sure you had heaps sure of was. shrimp while you were here. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: I sure do. I had lots of, lots of everything. Uh, mashed <laughs> peas seems to be your delicacy. Which one? Which one? Mashed peas. You put mashed peas on
3: top of things. Would you believe I've never, ever seen mashed peas or ever had it?
4: yeah i i would because it's probably a tourist <laughs> thing and i was a tourist
3: yeah i've never seen that around i'm sure i don't know if you tried crocodile as well right i i've eaten alligator
4: and crocodile before um but yeah i i, I don't i think that mostly seafood and i mean thing about australia is it's a lot like the united states that it doesn't yeah. really have its own food so yeah, so to speak spot on
3: spot on you know, yeah but
4: like you're like you have a lot of different kinds of Asian food. Like there's like Malay restaurants yeah. and Asian restaurants. And, it's full of those. You know, so I mean, you know, I really want to try that stuff because we, we don't really have that here. We have Thai, we have Chinese, we have really? Korean, uh, but you, you had more of it everywhere. So um, I don't know. It was,
3: I liked Australia. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised what you told me a while back that that stuck with me. I don't know if you remember that conversation, but I sure did. Cause I didn't expect you to say that you came here and I'm like, what really?
2: Yeah, so uh, uh, so Matt Riddle he uh, he comes to the New Day and he says that uh, you know hey you know we all miss Big E, what if I could be Bro E? Uh, <laughs> the New Day think this is fun. They do their New Day sucks. Oh sorry, Rocks chant. I'm sorry. I'm just tired of these. I'm just tired of this whole gimmick. I liked the New Day when they first come out. Um, I liked them for a few years to be honest with you. And now I'm just done with this gimmick i don't care anymore every time they come out i just roll my eyes anyway next thing that happens is jeff hardy speaks which is always a fun little entertaining thing but he has a very very tight promo to give and he says hey let's give the hardy bros a chance tonight which made uh riddle very very happy and made me roll my eyes Not a whole lot to this. Just a whole lot of bro puns,
3: which is, uh, you know, par for the course. Jimmy, you liking these bro puns? I'm loving it, dude. Clearly. I mean, geez. I mean, he's been on the show. Isn't he pretty much? How many segments is he on again? I've noticed Riddle's like the segment king now. Him, Miz, and Morrison, anyway. That's what I see. And even AJ somewhat. How many friggin' appearances are they making throughout the whole show? Well, it's because the
4: show is broken.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nicely played jeff thank you thank that's you, nicely oh god definitely broken for sure yeah. because vince definitely likes his junior high oh. you know
4: comedy bits it yeah, was the to- biggest issue with with these segments i mean aside from the, the the juvenile nature of it and the repetition but it led you to believe that riddle was going to have a bigger role in this match so the tease <laughs> was that we were going to get you know riddle involved with with either with the new day or the hardy bros and it was going to be sort of four man against four man and we didn't even get that so it was all for nothing it was like a tease it was like a tease for something i didn't want anyway but at least i was expecting (laughs) to get it and and i got nothing
3: (laughs) Uh, i'm puzzled dude because where's this crap even leading to Like, like like i said like what I don't know, man. Like, seriously, uh, like I can I could just sit here and totally shit on it. I don't want to, because really, I'm a fan of of most of these guys. New Day definitely need a whole new routine or turn heel. Stop this childish crap. And speaking of childish uh, humor, right? When you've got an old man that loves shit jokes, like literally, mm-hmm. what does that tell you? Yeah. <laughs> you you know what I mean? Like, geez, I I love Vince, but god damn it. What can I say? You have to wait for
4: him to go get incontinent, then he won't find shit so funny.
3: Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't find shit jokes funny. That's just me. But I don't know about you guys, but I just, it cringes me, man. Chris?
2: I I mean, look, there's a way that you can do that kind of stuff and make it funny, but you have to go all the way with it. You know, um, the jackass guys, I think, do a good job of the, you know, really super childish, physical type humor. But they go all the way with it, which makes it funny. When when Vince McMahon is basically recycling Ren and Stimpy jokes, <laughs> I, it's not funny at all. Like, at all.
3: Who would have thought, right? A, 70, a 70, what, 72 year old man, I think he's now? I think was he, he older? 74. 74, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And this guy is doing Ren and Stimpy crap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's WWE for you in 2020, man. Yeah, yeah, and, and really the is. thing
4: it's, is we're going to a pay-per-view. Uh, I mean, I know pay-per-views aren't what they used to be, but no, definitely. I mean, who is Lashley feuding with? Jeff Hardy or Matt Riddle? Which, which one, uh, both? Can, uh, I mean, he only has a it? title match with one of them. Now, listen, I'm all for more than one person being interested in a title at the same time, but one of them doesn't seem to be interested in the title. One of them seems to be interested in, A, doing business with them or being best friends with with other people. <laughs> And, and the other one doesn't really seem to be all that interested in, <laughs> in the title either. So, you know, you, the one good thing they did during COVID is that they made the U S championship feel important again, even, even with Apollo, even though he's sort of been lost in the shuffle again, Definitely. it, What's was, happened it felt him? important with him. Yeah. It felt important with Lashley. And I mean, I think it still does, but it's, it's going back that, that slippery slope again, where it's sort of falling down, but again stupid segments but the the next match itself actually was pretty good but but chris is the play-by-play guy so i don't want to steal his uh thunder
2: we'll cover the match real quickly and then we'll talk about it but yeah i mean i agree like this i mean honestly jeff when you just asked who is lashley feuding with over the u.s title i literally don't have the answer in my mind i think it's jeff hardy but literally when you asked that i thought wait who is he freaking who is he facing at the pay Review?
3: I don't know I don't even have a clue what the hell I was watching like I really don't know what's going on I, I don't know why all this crap is happening I don't know why one guy wants to do business one guy is not interested another guy doesn't seem interested like d- d- geez I mean what, you know what this smells like to me Bruce Pritchard fucking booking man that's just my opinion but he's got his mitts all over it I, I don't disagree with you. I, I don't. I don't know who it is. I, I don't know.
4: I mean, as long as I've been watching, I've never really paid attention to who writes what, and and maybe I should have been all this time. But I'm sort of glad I'm not. But okay. but you're right. I mean, I didn't ask that question because I was being facetious. I mean, I know that that. Well, I'm not even sure now. I think it's Riddle against Lashley this weekend. See what I mean? Um, is it no. holy? I, I'm not even. I'm not even hundred percent sure. Uh, but I think it's. I think it's Riddle. And the only reason I know that is because somebody asked me my picks. <laughs> earlier and it was Riddle or Lashley yeah so if he's wrong so am i the show didn't help me with that um they didn't even i mean the one thing WWE does mercilessly is give you recaps and promote their next show they didn't even give you the graphics uh, well here which I'm usually happy enough for not to have but not not tonight at least tell us who, who the matches are but this I mean, while this match was good, there were weird things. Like, last week, Kofi got the crap kicked out of his knee. And this week, it's like nothing had ever happened. Cedric is still acting a little bit cocky, but it didn't really play into the match at all, which actually I don't mind so much because I don't want the Hurt Business to to be uh, in dissension state, at least for another no, year or so. No way. Um,
3: exactly. I agree 100%. Hey, man.
4: That's, that's sort of a rant I've been having with a bunch of the WWE factions as they start something good and they already start dissension. Oh, it's, it's like I don't know if either of you guys watched NWA Power, but yeah, of course oh, I did. Yeah, well that's remember yeah. that's what would happen like they they have a faction and by week two they'd be having an issue like melina would come out to help thunder rosen by by the next week they're arguing a, a little bit over who's in charge and, and strictly business would be formed but you know and they bring out may valentine and then all of a sudden she has like sort of a boyfriend on the side not her husband you know it's like they, they were always they couldn't wait uh everything was in fast forward and it feels like wwe is is doing that and it's dopey i mean and and (laughs) they don't have to look further than the undisputed era which has been a faction for three years uh, you know or their competition the inner circle which is first teasing serious dissension now after 15 16 months
3: exactly i mean what's even more weird like really it's the hurt business that's even getting me to even want to watch Raw. to be honest with you I mm-hmm. think
2: they're, yep, they're definitely one of the highlights for me too, Jimmy. Like they're, they're definitely what I want to watch. And it's weird. Cause you've got these, you've got this weird dichotomy of this new team that everybody's into and people are really interested and they want to see where the story is going to go and they want to see them build and they want to see them grow a relationship. And then maybe we can start talking about thinking about it, you know, a turn or a breakup or whatever. And then you've got the new day who are stale as like, you know, bread that you left open for the night. It's just, there's this weird dichotomy in the WWE where they seem to hang on for too long with certain things. And then with other things, they don't let them breathe at all.
4: And there's one other thing about this match, and then I'm going to shut up on it and let you do your, your, your normal thing, but they are booking the new day and the street pop profits almost identically up to the middle of the match for no reason celebration scene right before commercial break and it was stupid as hell with the street profits and it was stupider to repeat it uh th- th- this night the only thing that was better about it is it's solo cups didn't didn't fly from you know fall from the <laughs> air but he did bring out the, the um what was that trombone yeah the, the yeah. trombone and play i mean why are you celebrating the middle of a match what 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 is, i mean what it, it's, it's it's just idiotic and 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 I can't help but notice that they only do, you know, I know Hardy and Riddle were there also, but they only do that to the black teams. I mean, you never see Rude and Ziegler in the middle of a match start to dance and sing and do it. And, and it's like, you know, I'm not the wokest guy in the world, but I'm woke enough <laughs> to see that. You know, I mean, it doesn't take I, a rocket like,
3: scientist, right?
4: Yeah. I That's mean, what the I her mean. business like that. And, and frankly, I don't think the new—I mean, the new day were sort of goofy, but they weren't dumb. They—they they were smart goofy. They were They're dumb they now, <laughs> right? They—they they, they, were—they were, they were the smart baby faces. They were the nerds. They were like the athletes that played hacky sack and and frisbee right. football, not regular football, but they were still athletic and and the smart nerds. Uh, you know, and street prophets are more like the the regular jocks, but they—they they, they, they both exactly. act more or less the same, and they, it, it, it's it's. It's like the same person is writing for both of them. And it's, it's, it's irritating.
3: It's, it's just dumb. Just let them be themselves. This company, man. Like I said, I'll never understand this company. No, just hijack that whole segment. You're doing great, man. Jeff,
2: do not apologize. You are super entertaining and we are happy as hell to have you. You know, we've only been doing this for like a month. You know what I mean? We we don't have anything that's like super set. Like we're, we are good to just roll. Jeff, fair enough.
3: Okay. Just so you uh, know, feel feel free to say whatever and and how long you want to say it for, man. And we truly mean that. Okay.
4: Well Absolutely. I did say yeah. It.
3: No man, it's all good.
4: <laughs> well, I said what I wanted to say on this one. I you know, but so, <laughs> <All right. laughs> so I'm deal. tagging one of you uh, in. Basic,
2: <laughs> basically the way that this ends is uh they, they definitely get the matchup to a frenetic pace here here near the end everybody's sort of diving around i will say that it looked a little bit better than the jim ross uh you know uh, tweet or you know his comments about everybody ganging up and then catching the idiot jumping over the top rope Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was good um lashley goes over with the hurt lock um and yeah i mean you know weird mid-match booking aside i gotta say by this point in the show i was already kind of saying like Am I watching raw because so far all of these wrestling matches have been pretty good wrestling matches <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised at this point in the show
4: I agree two two matches two pretty good matches the non-match segments were mostly bad but the matches were mostly good uh, and well sometimes it's the opposite <laughs> more often than not lately it's been all bad but uh, it's feels will just in the terrible WWE. that's all I know yeah, oh, seriously, not happy. Hey, Chris, where uh, are you it's... by the way? I, I think I'm detecting a, a Minnesota or Canadian accent.
3: Hey, that's spot on in a way. Yeah, I'm from. Uh... <laughs> How's that?
4: I'm from
2: eight hours north of Minneapolis, St. Paul, um just over the border in Ontario.
3: Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's definitely Canada. All right. That's impressive. dude. <laughs> I can't believe you actually spotted that. That's pretty no, good.
4: I'm, uh, I'm uncanny.
3: That's pretty good. I'm impressed. <laughs> So, yeah, continue on, Chris. Right on. So uh,
2: next up, we've got uh, what the WWE does better than literally anyone ever has ever done because everyone else knows that it would absolutely drive people nuts if they did it this much. But the WWE still seems to think that this is important. We got a recap. This time, it's of the problems that have been going on between Naya and Lana. And uh, God, I just hope this is over at this pay-per-view. (laughs) <laughs>
0: god I am i
2: funny. tired of these people um, i find
3: it funny though that jeff actually said we're not happy dude we're being actually in a great behavior mode right now because usually right now i'll tell you now we would be like what the hell is this shit what's that crap <laughs> right, right we're actually trying to be like you know a little bit normal because like like you said before the, the show wasn't actually too bad the matches itself themselves weren't actually too bad everything else was just what can i say so trust me yeah i know exactly
4: what you mean yeah we've been
3: actually in a great normal mood three hours felt like
4: four and a half hours tonight last week it felt like six hours i I mean but but it doesn't but it's not a fun three hours but yeah this i mean Listen, I like Lana. I like Asuka. I don't really like them together. I don't like Asuka being the happy cheerleader speaking English. I like Asuka speaking Japanese and sounding mad. She could. I don't need to understand a single word she says because I understand what she means. And, exactly. and I love that. And I don't like this. Though I will say this match wasn't bad either. And actually, if you listen to Samoa Joe, he made a couple funny lines. One, I think unintentionally, and one definitely intentionally. But he said... The, every time i see lana she's she's flat on her back and, i mean i almost lost her right there. I, I don't think he meant it that way
3: but that that's how it came out um, you know what i actually felt sorry for joe i felt a couple of times he was rolling his eyes during the whole bloody show man like i don't know that's the impression i got There was even times he wanted to laugh but he tried not to
0: yeah um but You
4: know, he he had some good lines. Listen, I I think everyone wants Joe to wrestle. I I think that he's in the best role. He's he's the best commentator they have. Brilliant, yeah, he's great. This and he has extended his work life by fifteen to twenty years by taking
3: this gig. One hundred percent, I agree. Even though selfishly, I, I do want him in the ring, though. But I'm happy with this too. You know, if. You know, a short, a
4: short, fat guy is never going to get a major, long term, and that's what's sad, WWE. dude.
3: Like, why? Because he's a fat, short, fat dude, like you said. Yes. On. <laughs> and and WWE didn't create him. You know what I mean? Like, well, Joe, it's, Joe, it's a, it's a short, right? fat part. That, that I
4: mean, that's enough right there. Uh, I mean, you know, Kevin Owens has hit as high as that. That lane is going to go. 100% agree with you on that. 100%. Yeah, well.
2: Speaking of fat people, um, Nia Jax, uh, takes the <laughs> loss here. Uh, right. kind of a surprise kind of a, but I do have written down, you know, Jeff, I'm glad you mentioned that this wasn't too bad because I actually have written down here. Um, Lana is improving. It, mm-hmm. It's been a really slow process and it seems like it's taken her a really long time to get to this point. And I don't think she's ever going to be having five-star matches or anything, but she has gotten to the point where she's able to move around the ring at least. and Do a few things that are semi believable. And, you know, I'm just, I'm happy that she's been able to do this because, you know, when she first sort of said that she wanted to get in the ring, I think a lot of people said, like, you know, you're never going to be able to do anything in the ring. And, you know, it just shows you that. People can learn, you know, like I said, I don't expect her to be main eventing WrestleMania anytime soon, but, uh, but she can do a little bit and I'm, I think that she's better off for it, for sure.
4: Oh yeah. And, and she's, she's found her lane of sort of finding ways to sneak out victories, which, you know, is is sort of what Jerry Lawler used to do when he was young and Tully Blanchard used to do. They would find clever ways to get victories. I mean, she's not the chicken shit face, uh, but I don't know, but the the attack afterwards was brutal. She looked like she was really hurt, and then uh, you know, Mandy and Asuka came to rescue her. And they they said later that Lana was taken to a local medical facility and that she's been ruled out for TLC. So I don't know if we're getting a mystery partner or if Lana's going to come out on crutches and a you know, in a limp and surprise us and and they're going to get the win. I think that's what they have to do for the comeuppance. You know, like maybe Asuka comes out with Dana Brooke or something, but then. <laughs> Lana interrupts her and say, "No, I got this. I, I don't know what it's. I, I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, yeah, they, they they have to finish this, and and Lana has to get her has to get gold for once.
3: Isn't she on a on a little streak right now too, Lana? Yeah,
4: for, for, for Lana, sure. Listen, she's she's doing better than uh, Miroslav.
3: <laughs> Miroslav, oh. the the." Uh... <laughs> oh. The bridesmaid, I'll say. Actually, that's what he is—the bridesmaid. They haven't really
4: talked about that wedding in a while. I guess the planning isn't going so well. Maybe
3: Penelope's going back to Joey Junknella. God, I don't know why all the all the hot chicks. I don't know what they see in him, but yeah, I won't get into that for now. But yeah, it's better not to think about it. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, Chris.
2: Yeah. So uh, the next thing that we see is a recap of everything that we just saw. My favorite while segment. watching the show they showed us this whole thing with the segment and the match and then there was the the beat down and the save you know i, I you know where the where this the, the baby faces outnumbered the heels and then the heels powdered out because they were outnumbered great booking by the way <laughs> um but then literally right after that they did like a 45 second review of what we just saw and i my mind exploded at this point, Jimmy. And I just went like, okay, fine. The show's been okay to this point. At this point, you've lost me. I hate you. I hate everything that you do.
3: (laughs) Well, that's the bloody problem, man. I mean, how are they, how are they supposed to keep me or you or Jeff invested for a whole three hours? When you get this stupidity, there is no way I can actually sit there and concentrate for a whole three hours of this show. I just can't. And I want to. That's the thing, like I want to, like I just can't do it.
4: Yeah, this this part of the show, they they did a promo for merchandise. I remember I saw an Undertaker 30 hat and I thought, huh, I sort of want that cap." <laughs> and that was the highlight of the next 45 minutes of the show for me. Uh, please, Chris, continue okay. on.
2: I I have a different highlight of the of the next 45 minutes of the show. So Elias is in the ring as we Come back from commercial. That's definitely not a highlight for me. What is a highlight is who's with them, and that's formerly NXT's Jackson Riker. I really, really, really like Jackson Riker. I liked his work in Impact. I liked the stuff that he did in uh, NXT. I, I think that he's got a good look, and um, I did like the way that they booked him here. I hated that it was part of a 24 7 segment. Really, at any point now, Vince McMahon. You can just recognize everybody else is sick of this. Stop booking this crap. It's garbage. It makes really good professional wrestlers look worse. Um, honestly, like I, I hated that this was the, that this was what he was here for. But I did like that they booked him as a strong, dominant type character. Uh, hopefully, they do something with them that's not in this twenty-four-seven garbage.
3: Well, can any of you guys tell me? Like, wasn't it like? Last week, everybody was reporting that uh, he's got nuclear heat with WWE, or Vintage Man is not a fan of his or anything like that. And then suddenly he just appears. Well, well Jeff's the
2: guy to ask about the backstage stuff, <laughs> Jeff.
3: Go for it, yeah, Jeff. I mean, if,
4: if you recall back when COVID first came out, Jackson Riker was a pretty vocal denier and, and he got a lot of heat for it. And then he right. basically shut down everything and the Forgotten Sons were immediately forgotten. uh, (laughs) They didn't take it off of SmackDown. And yeah, last week there was definitely a rumor that he was on the to-be-released list. And then a couple days later, uh, there was a picture of him standing next to Elias uh, during a main event taping. So, uh, you know, I think people were projecting what they wanted to hear uh, uh, more than anything else. I mean, let's not forget that the, the McMahon family is on that side of the political spectrum. I don't right, know that exactly. No, you're right. But they're, Spot you know, up. they're, you know, they're on that side of things. So I think that they would be not necessarily with them, but at least empathetic. Oh, you. you know, I remember him as Gunner. Uh, I haven't seen exactly. him really wrestle much in the last three or four years. I don't know what he can or can't do. I agree that I liked how he was booked here. He looked like a monster. He really isn't a monster I and mean, he's basically the same size as alliance so he's a he's a good sized guy with a good build and a good look but you know not monster it's, I, i'm wondering what they're gonna do for him i mean it's it's funny that as soon as chris said i don't want him to be part of this 24 7 nonsense what else there's the u.s championship so maybe they go if riddle wins or hardy wins maybe they go after him and then i hopefully they're not renewing the elias uh hardy feud so riddle uh, Elias uh I, I mean <laughs> yes. I don't really not really feeling that but if you're gonna have a bodyguard you need to win something and and that's the thing I don't I don't really see that happening with this um so the place that sadly I think it does make the most sense is the 24-7 and you know Riker sort of watching his back um as Elias is constantly getting interrupted but uh yeah the the, the 24-7 stuff I, I couldn't agree more I mean it's horrible our truth has you know a funny line or two funny lines every week and this week he did too and he does the best he can but this stuff is this stuff is nonsense i mean you know we're not you know it's funny because earlier you said i don't you know you know i'm a big fan of this guy i'm a big fan of that guy. it's not them it's not they don't write this stuff someone else that's right you know i mean you know i i like benedict cumberbatch but he's been in lousy movies uh you know it's it, it's the same thing. Um, I mean, listen, I, Iron Man was also in that Sherlock <laughs> Holmes sequel. I mean, and and Doolittle or whatever it was. I mean, those were those were horrible. So, you know, it, 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 that that's what they are—they're actors. So, I just, don't know. And see, and then the next backstage segment. I didn't. I mean, I I don't know what I missed because
3: I don't think I missed anything. But I had no idea what that coin flip was all about. You know what I was doing at this point? I was just staring at the television, right? Just staring at it, just blank. Like I'm just like what am I watching? What's going on? Like, seriously, I-, I went blank. I'm just like, this is just weird. Like I said, man, I don't know. Is it a, is it a case of they're overbooking everybody or, or, or do they even know what the hell, who they're booking, who they've got on the main roster, what they're doing with certain wrestlers? Is there too many chefs in the kitchen? <laughs> like I said, Chris, <laughs> please. But they don't know. Like the answer
2: to your question of of do they know, they don't know. They, they don't know from week to week what they're going to do with who or who's going to say what or what kind of problem anybody's going to have with who. There is no long-term booking in this company anymore. Like, well, that's thing. you know, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I think it was a couple of weeks ago on HMG. Um, I think it was Will Alcia. Uh, shout outs to Will, by the way. What up, Will? Um, I think he had literally he had a, a preview of SmackDown and he said, we have no idea what's going on. <laughs> they haven't written the show yet. Tune in.
3: Well, dude, look, that was like
2: a, an hour
3: before the show. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> like these guys, like, and this, this thing, isn't this the same company that changed the face of professional wrestling how we know it today, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the same people this are is the still same working company. there, right? Like, yeah, but that's it. This, a lot of the same that? people. And please don't tell me because Vince McMahon is too old and senile. I don't believe that, like, Totally because he can't be that stupid now to the point where he's forgotten how to friggin book a wrestling show, dude. Like, I just don't buy that. I just can't because I can't wrap my head around it because either one of us can book a show and make sense of it. You know what I mean? Here's what I think. I think Mm -hmm. that he does hire people
4: to be head writers, but he still thinks he knows better so he he tears up half of what they do and he rewrites the stuff at the end. So in essence, he is still the head writer, but because he's not thinking about it until you know a, three hours before showtime, you get this disjointed, silly stuff where only some things survive uh, because he doesn't trust anyone. But at the same time, he he's sort of doing something else four to five days a week for Raw, and he's doing something else four to five days for for you know other than SmackDown. And then he gets involved at the last minute and thinks he can he can still do better than anyone else because he's the best there ever was. And he we come up with this hodgepodge nonsense. That's the only thing that makes sense because it's not like I'm not saying Paul Heyman is the greatest in the world, but no. he can write a wrestling show. Of I'm not course. saying that that, that that Pritchard is yep. is the best in the world, but he can he can he can you know Impact was good with him and Damore. And um, I'm pretty sure he knows how to book a show, right? You think? And there's other people there. There's uh, Hurricane Helms. There's Abyss. There's, back, Sandy Duff, there's Adam Pierce. There, 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 I mean, there's there's it's a roster full of veterans. So, uh, you know, and there's you know the, the Roman story was great. That it yeah, might
3: still a, be a dip a little bit down, I think, though. But you're right.
4: I, I, yeah, I, I have some issues with it, but they, they could still salvage it. But it's not a SmackDown yes, show, yeah. so I don't want to distract with that. But I don't know. Uh, anyone's guess is as good as anyone else's. Nobody knows. Chris, do you have any idea? I mean, it's I
2: I, honestly, there's a part of me that really, truly questions whether or not Vince McMahon ever was a genius and whether he just hired geniuses to have around him his entire career, Um, which is not a bad thing. That is not a that is not an easy thing to do either To, to run a company and to have all the right people around you at all the time at all times. It takes a certain amount of genius. But I don't I don't know that I've ever heard of anything that Vince McMahon ever came up with that was really, truly, you know, the way that people talk about him is that, oh, he's definitely the greatest booker who ever lived. And
3: I, I just In the where? 80s, he definitely revolutionized professional wrestling. There's no doubt about any. But
2: did he or did Pat Patterson?
3: Pat Patterson. Hey, look, Howard Finkel doesn't get enough credit as well, because he's a great mind just just as great he might be maybe not just as great as Pat Patterson but he did a lot for the company too that people don't seem to want to like acknowledge for some reason so look man in the 80s he look he's a great businessman there's no doubt about it all right Vince knows what he's doing when it comes to business can we all agree with that
0: um absolutely
3: well, yeah, I mean someone's going to make money he's had a lot of messes oh definitely but he's not afraid to actually blow his cash and you know, have a try, at least. I'm he gonna does go
4: balls. That. He he invests all the way with things. I That's mean right you no, know, he's been he's have, definitely had more successes than failures, but I mean, you know, the XFL one was a complete failure. XFL two wasn't anyone's fault. <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't actually. his fault, yeah Yeah. The the bodybuilding federation was was a disaster. Oh, the God. protein, you know, the, oh, the okay, pro <laughs> Yeah, that was a disaster. Um I used so to love he, that he's, he's had his shares of, of big failures, but he's had, but yeah, no, but, but I mean, what he did best was he bought out all the territories. I mean, he basically built a monopoly uh, and it's sort of easy when you have a monopoly to, to control because you, you had all the talent and uh, you know, and, and he, you know, he was able to push boundaries and the edges. I don't think he's ever quite recovered. There were companies, I've been associated with other companies that, they really want to go public because of the capital and because it makes them rich and, and right. it's intergenerational wealth. But there's a lot of restrictions if you put them on yourself and he has, and they, they've definitely never recovered from going into a PG era. Yeah, they, they he, I mean, ever since then worried about shareholders and, and sort of public relations from the consumer facing side, uh, they've never, they've never been able to recover since that. So, I mean, you know, geniuses should also be able to pivot or know when they're not and, and, and move along. So, I, I you know, his, I'd give him an incomplete grade on, on this
3: one. Well, then, is it his ego? Sure. It's got to I mean, be, right? 100%. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, Chris, go yeah. move on, man.
2: All right. um, We will move on. I'm going to move on from this whole thing, actually, because it wasn't just the backstage segment that was nothing because I literally that's my notes. Miz and Morrison backstage with Keith Lee is nothing. (laughs) That's my. (laughs) So I I couldn't tell you what the heck was said or done here. Either Keith Lee flipped a coin. (sighs) It was stupid. It did not gain any attention. And I didn't like the match either. Now I will say I like the Miz. I think he's a great character. I like Morrison. I think he deserves way, way better than the WWE's giving him. And I like Keith Lee in the ring. He's impressive. But there's just something about this he's whole thing pal. that just made me just want to tune out. <laughs> no, and it's not because he's fat.
4: Oh, this match didn't work. You're you're right. More I think Morrison versus Lee might be interesting. But... Actually, that's a good dynamic. I, I didn't know the point of this match. And the only thing I can figure is whenever they have Miz win something big, it's usually to tease that he's going to have an unsuccessful money in the bank cash in attempt. But, you know, the, the, the cash in gets Bostro. So he manages to keep the case every time. But I think it's just to make the audience feel like Miz is going to be feeling. Uh, puffy and big about himself and so he might be cashing in at TLC just like he won the Battle royal at the last pay-per-view it was to remind us that he's in the building and now he's gonna feel all proud of himself but they don't say it they don't say that so it's just my speculation um, but I can't think make of anything else yeah, I can't make I, I can't think of anything else to make this make sense but I agree with you guys this, this was terrible I, it didn't do it didn't do Ms Morrison any favors because it was a double team it didn't do Keith Lee any favors he lost I mean if he won that would have been more impressive
3: well um, that's the thing Jeff who who looked strong out of this match everyone looked no like one. an idiot in my opinion but that's just me no one no 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 one won in this match that's what I mean no one looked stronger everyone looked stupid to me like, like, like I said I don't know what to say I can just really shit on this segment really bad I'll choose not to but yeah, go
2: for it, Chris. Yep. Uh, so we're gonna move on. Uh, the next thing up here is the Firefly uh, Funhouse. Um, Bray Wyatt comes out in an ugly Christmas sweater. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I love Bray Wyatt, and I love most of the Firefly Funhouse stuff. I, I think it's hilarious, I, and I, I think it's, I think it's just the exact right, you know, like um, character for bray wyatt i think that you know he had a lot to do with creating this and i think that he pours his love into it um in spite of the wwe and their ridiculous you know inability to sort of p- do this properly i think that he does a really good job i usually like uh the fun house i didn't care for this too much he had some jokes he was laughing a bit too hard they were snake jokes because randy orton is the viper mm. um basically this just didn't do a whole lot for me Randy interrupted uh, you know three deadly letters out of nowhere basically a Randy Orton promo if you've seen any of them in the last 10 years you've seen this one uh, I guess they're gonna have a game of hide-and-seek and I just thought all right let's see where this goes I guess
3: well
2: I, I want to give I want to give everything involved with Bray Wyatt a chance but this did nothing for me again
3: all I know is Auden seemed like he was trying to think of his bloody lines, man, to me. There were points where he's like, you know what? He was doing the Kenny Omega sort of monotone promo, sort of, I saw what, blah, blah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he came over here. Like, do you know what I'm saying? That's how it came across to me. He only says
2: the same six things and he's been saying them for 10 years. Brandy, like, if you don't know head, your dude, lines
3: by now. Jesus, I mean, (laughs) am I tripping or did you guys see anything like that as well? Because that's what it felt like to me. Uh, Jeff, what'd you think? I
4: felt a lot the same way Chris did, (laughs) maybe identically, uh, just different, I'll use different words because I'm also a a fan of the three faces of Bray and mostly Firefly Funhouse. Um, I was a little bit concerned when it was live, but I was excited whenever I see Firefly Funhouse I get a smile on my face. I'm excited. I love the ugly fiend sweater. I thought that that was a terrific way of merchandising and selling without being obnoxious about it. Yeah. When the puppets showed up behind the barriers, I, I was like ready to be excited about that, even <laughs> though that was sort of goofy.
3: Um, Definitely goofy.
4: I was really noticing. I mean, I agree with everything Chris said about Bray's promo though was right. It was, it was flat. It was strained. Like it was, it was slow. It was off. It didn't, it didn't the same magic and unpredictability, unpredictability that's in the funhouse just doesn't translate to the ring no crowd or, or thunderdome oh, or tell led me screens it. or not the other thing i you know i can't stop thinking about this two weeks in a row no no sighting of alexa bliss or mention about her right and, <laughs> and like that good, makes good me people. not be able to enjoy it cuz is she sick is she filming a TV show, a movie. I mean, you know, in COVID, you always are worried that somebody, you know, might, might have been exposed or whatever. But I mean, no mention of, of restoring. But that aside, I mean, you got it exactly right. You know, Orton did his usual thing, pr- proposes hide and seek and Bray steps. And yeah, the, the rest of the night with this was actually pretty good. Thankfully, we, we sort of rocketed through the terrible 45 minutes the show does get better from here out. I'm not saying it's yep. great, but it does get better from here out.
2: All right. So, well. Next up, um, after the uh, game, a game of hide and seek is uh, announced. uh, We've got Ricochet versus the Predator, which I was surprised to see him on the show. (laughs) The Um, the only problem I have here is uh, Danny Glover could beat the Predator, so I I don't (laughs) think he's got much of a chance against Ricochet coming in here. Uh, He's definitely jobbed out in all of his major matches. Uh, He lost to Schwarzenegger too. I think he might have even yeah. lost to one. beat Jesse, the body I, I Ventura, though. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> yeah. That's
3: true. Wait, can someone tell but, me before you continue? Did but anyone? But I
2: think that his shoulder blaster is a legal move. I. I that's all I'm going to say. Go ahead.
3: I was going to say. Uh, did anyone catch T. Buzz tweet last week or this week? Earlier this week, by any chance? With one. Uh the. <laughs> it was. It was got to do with the. Uh... Oh man, what was the tweet? Basically, his answer was, uh, fuck you both, basically, yeah? But the reference was like, like, what would you say? Oh, man, I can't remember exactly, but it was kind of like a sexual thing, right? Mm. And an AW sexual reference. And the 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 joke was like, what would you call this? And he he basically said, fuck you both, (laughs) right? Which was actually pretty good, right? But then the tweet got deleted, probably copped heat, so... Yeah, he's not supposed to say that. Yeah, I was um, surprised.
4: the The one thing was about this is that they acknowledged that he was Dio Madden. That he was on um, he was Joe was in his commentary seat, and wow. I, I like that they acknowledged. I mean, they didn't say the name, but I like that they acknowledged some memory because that is not like WWE at all to do that. So at least they're not pretending, even though they're pretending no one knows me again. yin. <laughs> Oh, yeah um, who? yeah exactly this was a weird match uh it took all of retribution to to basically let the uh, six foot seven guy beat ricochet um which is okay but even even the interference was sort of lame it wasn't even really good interference it was just like they would come up to try and distract and he'd beat them up and then you know he walked into mesa's closing move which I don't know it was one of those offensive moves where I'm not I couldn't tell who was supposed to have been on offense with it so you know but ricochet won they looked like they were going to beat him up but they didn't they just held him down and and embarrassed him except for mia because women can't touch men um and nobody came out to help ricochet even though he's a face in the raw locker room and and everyone hated retribution before but um this was i mean i wouldn't say it was a terrible match but everything around it is so terrible that it's 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 like it was okay but it was like in the
3: kiddie pool, yeah, like, <laughs> definitely in the kiddie pool. They were wrestling in the kiddie pool. Can these can WB seriously end this stupid faction, please, right now? Because it's embarrassing. One, two, it's buried everybody like in that group. Let's be real, right? They're a joke, they're a bunch of clowns, or should I say, a bunch of muppets, right? They look stupid. I mean. What the hell? Are they Antifa? I mean, they were originally sort of Antifa, right? Yeah. That's how now I took they're... it. Now what, what are they? Mad Max? Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, what... What... They need Rhea Ripley to teach them how to be Mad Max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly right. Spot on, maybe Jeff. they can bring the Ascension ad actually... to tell them how oh. to be Mad Max. Actually, yeah, exactly. actually, don't say that, Jeff, because maybe they'll frigging put her in bloody... No, please, don't. Because Then I'll call it, they might as well call it Outback Jack. Then in the group, why not? <laughs> Timey Kangaroo, down exactly. Wow, 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 wow. I'll be doing that in the background. I mean, you know, hell, if, why not?
4: If they made me, if they made um Reckoning and Rhea an actual tag team and actually start building some women's tag team, that that could actually be a positive. I mean, Dio and um T Bar Mason T Bar would make an intimidating tag team if they definitely. actually cared about tag teams,
3: definitely. But um, they don't give a shit, Jeff. That's the problem. Yeah this this this
4: whole thing has has been terrible from jump and and even when they started to make it turn okay it, it's they've gone back to making it pretty bad again. Chris I don't know what you guys are talking
2: about man. <laughs> Snackback, uh T-Bag, <laughs> <what> the Predator, <laughs> not Mia Yim and Ali. They're like my favorite group, man. These guys are <laughs> Fantastic!
3: We oh,
4: should pack. have a complete match with with Bray's puppets and and sign me up for it, that.
3: dude. That's that's pay per view right there. Hey, they got my money. Yeah, sign that shit now, Vince. Do it now. I guarantee you, probably will come to life. Dude, cinematic match, Jeff. If someone puts that in his ear, don't think you wouldn't book that shit. Seriously, I, mean, I wouldn't put it past see- him. Can you see mercy
4: eating like the in- entrails and the viscera oh, of God. Jack, like doing a William Wallace thing on him and dude. mercy laughing while intestines are-
3: <laughs> dude, seriously, if that really does happen though, right. For real, You'll be that's mad. it. I'm done. I am done. I have <laughs> yeah. been a lifelong. No, I would, over be, 35 I would be, I would be so done.
2: much more entertained by that than yes. by anything that i can foresee the wwe doing with this group like I'm what, what jeff just said is ridiculous but it would entertain the crap out of me as,
3: as long as the that, puppets win
4: yeah if, if they won full-on Dun- <laughs> full dungeon of doom i,
3: I would insist <laughs> <them>. <laughs> hey. I mean, that was perfectly poor. <laughs> jesus christ they, they they you know what's even you know what's funny but you know what's hilarious they're even worse than the freaking dungeon of doom seriously yeah, yeah. They, these guys make dungeon of doom look like bloody the nwo let's be yeah. honest seriously <laughs> like come on i agree when you're right you're right i mean this, this, <laughs> this is this has been a disaster almost from jump street but why are they look why are they keep trying what are they trying to like get out of this that's what i want to know what's what's the end game
4: I, I don't know. I can't help you. I oh mean, yeah, that's I, right.
3: I forgot. <laughs> wrong company. There isn't any frigging end game. It just yeah. gets shoved under the friggin', uh the mat. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they expect us to forget that it ha- what happened the week before. Like you said earlier, Jeff, I forgot about um what's it called? Uh, fucking hell, how did I forget her name? Alexa Bliss. Mia Yim. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Mia Yim. Who? Oh, sorry, I don't even know who you're talking about. But Alexa Bliss, where was Alexa Bliss? One week she's there, one week she's not. Yeah, two weeks in a row. I mean, I used to have this little theory
4: that I thought that that Vince regretted um, going public and that he might have been sabotaging it to drive drive down the stock price. I thought that too, man. But then I looked at the valuation. And even though the stock price is way down from its historic highs, the company is valued at five point four billion dollars. <laughs> so Explain you that. Can't give that away. There, there, aren't private companies that are worth just, that besides Tesla. It's a wrestling company, for God's sake.
3: Not just that, they're doing us all sorts of tax schemes as well with the way they sell their shares. Because let's be real, all the shareholders are within. Like I'm talking about the ones that matter, are mm-hmm. within the circle anyway. Let's be let's be oh. honest. It pretty much is. Like a lot of the I'll main players are kind of. You know, I mean, they're always selling off stocks. They're doing some sort of tax scheme, definitely. You know, write-offs, like tax write-offs, 100%. I mean, they're still going strong with, like you said, look at how much they're worth. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even during COVID, like how... Yeah, Chris, can you explain? Please explain. Uh
2: No. I, I refuse to try to explain the WWE and exactly how <laughs> ridiculous everything seems to be there. Um, I don't have an answer for exactly what they, they even could do with retribution at this point. Um, they've devalued everyone. I mean, they came in as a, as a faction of devalued people. That's <laughs> the point of who they are, right? Like that's, That was again. the storyline thing. So right. then the right way to do that is you you bring them in and you have them maybe lose, but they lose competitive matches, right? They look like they they're almost there, but they can't quite get there. And Ali sells it to them as, well, I'm the one who can get you there, right? You right. sell it on a believable scale, right? Something that seems like you know if you're down on your luck you might turn to this guy if he can really help you get a win but then you need to let him help them get wins they just keep losing or looking like losers that like okay predator won tonight because he because he hit his finish on on ricochet and he got the pin right but snack pack and (laughs) t-bag both jumped up on the apron and got kicked in the face you look like losers you look like you can't do do, anything (laughs) so if you if you were gonna book this properly you would have to see some progression soon and they just didn't they came in there was nothing they're still getting nothing it's just nothing piled on top of nothing and eventually here in the next couple of weeks Vince McMahon is going to get tired of seeing them on his tv and they're (laughs) going to get sent back to NXT or released they're not doing anything with this faction I guarantee you
3: Dude, from day one when they were running around like little kids smashing everything, it was mm-hmm. doomed. From right right at that point, doomed. If you can't go all the way with something, then don't fucking go there at all. Sorry for, for swearing, but why even why even go there? Like in the first place. If they can't actually go all or, or you know what I mean, go full pelt with something, then what's the point, man? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to lose, lose
4: because you're vicious.
3: And that's you it. You got disqualified. That's right. Lose that's because you don't care about when you're losing. You just want to beat people up. That's it. There should be... There, there's supposed to be chaos, basically, right? They're supposed to cause a whole bunch of mischief. Heck, even give me those old nacho finishes. You know what I mean? The dusty finishes, even. I'll be happy with that. At least it doesn't make them look that pathetic. But instead... Right, they... Whatever happens to the other 18 of them that were around? Oh, yeah. Right. What? I guess they're still playing hide and seek with Bray and Randy. I mean, what else can I say? I mean, <laughs> w- w- well, some of them got hired by the Garganos to be ghost faces. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> God! I guess that's moving up in the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess. Oh God! Chris. Oh, these poor people. <laughs> bad. I feel bad for them, dude. These I poor, really do. Poor people. They must hate their job, man. Surely. I know. I would be. I would be paranoid every week coming to work thinking, am I going to have a job today? Am I going to have a job today? Am I going to have a job today? That's not, you know, the way to...
2: I will say that at least Dijakovic seems to be having fun with it, at least on Twitter. Like, he seems to be really, really enjoying himself. So... What else can you do? You know, good on him. And hopefully they can... I mean, honestly, what I think that they need to do is they need to basically drop this. They need to bring these people in separately, drop the masks just completely forget about this even happening because as much as I hate when the WWE does that and trust me, like we've had lots of conversations about the WWE just dropping things, but I don't see how you can come back from this. I I just don't. I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe I'm not seeing the forest for the trees and maybe there's something great they can do here, but, and, and look, you can always book your way out of something. If you've got really talented writers but, I mean, you're not booking yourself out of anything when Vince McMahon is still, you know, changing the script a half hour before the program starts.
3: Because it's, it's good shit,
4: pal. That's why. You know what the criticism of WWE booking has been for years and years and years is that it was 50-50 booking right. over the course of, you know, three months or over time. Yep. What they've been doing now is 50-50 booking within a show. Within, the within same a show,
3: team. exactly.
4: So that, no, so that nobody looks like a winner almost ever.
3: And again, like I was saying earlier, I'm puzzled. I'm legitimately like head fucked from it. Like I don't, I just don't understand.
4: Listen, don't try and make sense of it. Just just be Please. like, you went, you went surfing. There's no <laughs> waves, but you're still gonna be in the water. Just 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 do it like <laughs> oh, that. The waves stink, but you're just gonna you're just gonna surf anyway. That that's that's what this is. People surf down in Melbourne, right? Isn't that? Oh like hell yeah, down?
3: yeah, yeah. Bell's Beach okay. is one of the most famous. It's a surf beach, like. Like it's pretty famous worldwide. It's a great beach. I don't know if you've been there, but uh, yeah, it's sort of far out where Great Ocean Road is. If you ever heard of that,
4: no. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
3: no. you'll like that if you ever come back down here. Head up to Great been, Ocean Road. I've been to Cave
4: Beach, but that was like okay. in Newcastle.
3: Yeah, that's that's pretty much like country town, pretty much. But see, hey, yeah, this conversation is much better than talking about that crap. That just sums it up.
4: Yeah, at least for us. Anyways. Yeah, for
3: us, exactly. Chris <laughs> go go
2: ahead and Well, speaking of speaking of world famous um Matt Riddle's backstage and he really wants an autograph from the rabbit. Yes, uh,
3: so do I. Cool. Bro. I, I
2: I was fine with this. I you know, honestly, I don't mind Matt Riddle being playful and I I I like this. Again, I like these stupid dolls. I don't know why, but there's just something about them that's charming and i think that it might be that yeah. there's finally something on tv that uh vince mcmahon wasn't involved in creating so dude. thank you bray wyatt
4: that's not all i can but say you left out something that you don't like and i don't know if you blocked it out on purpose um <laughs> but you left out that originally riddle was trying to sell to bray wyatt that he would have a, a segment in the firefly firefly funhouse to deal with pronouns. dude oh you know what i want God. i want
2: the whole I completely like blocked that out. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if the puppets just went all NWO on the whole company? Tell me that's fucking not good shit right there. Picture that. Picture that. These... I'm all free of
4: puppets. I'm
3: all free for it too. Can you imagine them coming up, <laughs> turning off <up> the <to> raw? <laughs> full on, full on chucky. Full on, full Chucky, right? And them literally saying you want a war. <laughs> well, you will get one. I'm <laughs> you, that would. That right, let's would. Let Scott Hall do some of the voices. That'd oh, be that would be. Jeez, <laughs> dude! Actually, have the whole clique doing them and acting like the clique, pretty much, where they don't give a shit and just burying everyone, just left and right, buried Just, dude, that would so pop me. That would draw ratings. Actually, I think. I mean, I'd fuck. Be- why not? Why not go there? I mean, we go with snack pack, like you said, Chris, and uh, G Spot, whatever his name was. I mean, why not? Why not? Let's go. Editor. Let's go full blown NWO white puppets, man. I mean, why? Why not? It would be better. I mean, it would. It, it, Dude, there'd be more over. It would be better than, than a it, lot of ones on this show. <laughs> Seriously, why not? I'm all for it. Hear that, Vince? Book that shit now, please anyway
2: honestly have jeff write it for you because the thing that he (laughs) that he uh laid out for us earlier was honestly that would make me laugh that would (laughs) that i would actually be entertained watching raw Uh, and i don't remember the last time that i could say that i it might have been all the way back with like Bret hart (laughs) waving the canadian flag and (laughs) Telling people he'd stick the enema in Pittsburgh or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's like, honestly, be there hasn't program. been a whole lot on RAW that's been. calming. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, uh, call him man. up. Um, so next up here, we've got uh, Shayna Baszler and Dana Brooke. Um, the match is nothing. It ends in a DQ. Um, I just I need to put out I need to put this out there because I I love Shayna Baszler. She's believable. She's aggressive. Her move set is fun. Um you just gotta book her properly. And this is I don't get that either. I know. Just a bunch of drawn out garbage.
3: She's a freaking killer, dude. Guys, come on. Am I wrong? Or what 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 is Vince like what's Vince's problem? Is is she is she not good good looking enough for him? She's not blonde. Yeah. Like I said, dude, I don't know what to say about this company anymore. I, I really don't I just don't know anymore. I, sorry, Jeff, but that's that's just how <sighs> I feel, man. Like, it's really like... You don't need
4: to apologize to me. I, I, I think that there's a lot of people confused. And, I mean, the audience shows that it. It, it was, what, two, three years ago that there were 4 million people a week watching? Now there's, what, 1. 1. 1.7, 1. 1.8? You just brought
3: up a great point. Now, if listen, imagine a few years back if WWE reached the point that we're at right now. This should be emergency meeting type shit. Uh-huh. Like, I mean... What is wrong with us? Why are we just dipping and dipping? And drastically, that's what puzzles me. Do they just want the money because they've got a few years left on, on the contract? Or they don't care? Are they going to end up on YouTube in the future? Like, I could see that happening for some weird weird us. Is Disney going to buy him? them? But it's the not just them. U- USA has to...
4: You know, has has a vested interest in this. Fox has a vested interest in it. Fox I mean, will they, dump their, I mean, their ass,
3: guaranteed. USA, psh, uh, they just seem to like eat horse shit and loving it. I don't know. I don't.
4: I, I, I don't know the answer to this. The, these these things don't make sense to me. I mean, USA is part of NBC Universal. Right. It is a much bigger animal than no WWE doubt. would ever be. Uh you know, Fox is enormous, obviously. I I don't get it. Um I d I I don't understand it. I, I you know none of it makes sense to me. I know that there's more options out there, but there's not that many more options than there were three years ago. I mean, I know that there's more streaming services, but you know, their their content isn't so magnificent. And the nice thing about streaming services is you can watch them whenever, wherever.
3: Oh, exactly. So
4: I don't, I don't get it. The one thing that was supposed to hold an audience was live sports based television. I know wrestling isn't exactly sports, but it's close enough.
3: It's sports. Like to me, like I don't know. It's subjective, whatever, but technically it looks like a sport. It's presented like a sport. It's booked like Sometimes. worse than a B grade movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, but anyway well, it's like live competition like, like the
4: mask or american idol if they were live or at least the results aren't spoiled it's like you, you tune in to see the the result you know uh, versus episodic tv but i i can't make it make sense for you it basically doesn't make sense to me oh great stuff
3: yeah. yeah. I mean, Absolutely. Sorry I was gonna say, yeah.
4: I mean, the only good thing was R truth talking to Huskis and, and saying, Listen to your father and saying beautiful family. Yeah. I mean, that was I
3: mean, I'll never get off. Yeah, R truth is just <clears throat> he literally can turn chicken shit into chicken salad legitly, man. Whatever's served with him, every he must week. pop Vince. Yeah, every week. He must legitly pop Vince in the back, man. I mean, seriously, he must he has a job for life. R truth has a Definitely. job. Definitely, and right he deserves it, man. He
4: definitely that deserves boy. it for sure. Chris, but that that was legit. Absolutely. Song.
3: Yeah, this no, was, legit. You're right, don't talk to strangers. I mean, it this really was. was. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt.
2: <laughs> and and he was funny earlier too, you know, we 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 skipped over it, but yeah, okay. Yeah, let's, you know, we'll we'll you know what? R-Truth deserves a little bit of love. He was funny in the earlier segment too. When he said I I I I just I wanted to interrupt to tell you that I'm not an interrupter and then and then he didn't say anything and then you know it was oh i don't want to interrupt you like i he's just he is funny there's something about our truth that he's is just, just naturally very
3: funny
2: i mean yeah he's just naturally a kind of person who you want to smile at yeah, i don't know sure. if it's just his is the way that he looks or the way that he acts or whatever it is but you know yeah
3: i must truth, have a mean poker face, can knock it out of the seriously. park as well
2: as you possibly can
3: well oh, dude uh, man, I respect that guy more than probably most of those guys on that roster right now. Seriously. Like, I truly mean that. I'm not just saying that. I, I actually mean that. Because at least he looks like he's enjoying himself, man. Like, he really does. Yep. You can't hate I him for that. Next,
2: Absolutely. Well, and maybe I that's what, what it pretty. is maybe that's why you want to cheer for him and is because of all the people on the roster, our truth constantly looks like he's actually having fun. And I think that a lot of people like you you can be a good actor or a good, you know, reactor, which is what people say about professional wrestling, but there's always going to be something coming through in your performance. If you're miserable or if you hate it, or if you were arguing backstage about, I hate this verbiage this is stupid. Why am I saying this? Don't make me say this. And then you go out there and you do your best, but, I don't know if it's just that r truth just legitimately likes the character that he's playing or what, but it, it comes across on the screen like this is the best guy in the company. I and it, whatever it is, love our truth.
3: I couldn't do it, so if he if he can do it, man, all love to him, man, because I could never do it. I'll be miserable. Jeff, great comedic timing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> definitely. I mean, not. I don't
4: like the twenty four seven stuff, but you know, he does. Like I said, he makes he makes me laugh at least. Two times a night, and and he had funny lines there, and I and you know I said now three times I love to listen to your father. Yes. <laughs> so that was hysterical. Um, he 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 plays the stupid guy without thinking he's stupid.
3: That's right. It's true. Yep. Spot on. And, that,
4: and I, I don't know how you do that. I, so I don't speaking know how, of, I don't know how you play Inspector Clouseau without people thinking you're a fool.
3: Oh, father beats me. Sorry, yeah. Chris. What, what were you we going to say?
2: Absolutely. I was just going to say, speaking of uh, people playing the idiots, um, Bray Wyatt is backstage, and he finds a chair rocking in the middle of some random room, and his first thought is I should sit here and not suspect anything could happen.
4: Uh, I guess they're they're, they're uh, bozos, Randy comes
2: out of the, the
4: well, you remember Stupid. the rocking
3: chair as a Stupid. throwback to the sister sister Abigail guy. Right, exactly. That's right. And just quietly, exactly. I don't know if you guys caught this, right? But did you see the magic trick with the gloves? Did anyone notice the glove? No, oh, let's hear it. I like magic. I don't know if that was done on purpose, right? Sorry for jumping sort of ahead, but I have to say this because it was really it blew my mind when I saw it. My my girl first saw it. I didn't see it at first, and then I saw the replay, and then I noticed it. Basically, you know the hand where, where he had his hand in Auden's mouth, right? Mm-hmm. When he was on the Man of the Claw, right? The You know what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah. I don't know, but the glove hand was on his right hand. Now, I don't know if, if this was a pre, a, a, like a pre-recorded segment, could have been more than likely, but the glove switched from his right to left hand, unless Auden's hand was in his mouth.
4: Was well, it he has the- a
3: heel, he's got the mm-hmm. heel on the hurt gloves. Yeah, but one was missing, but ended up on the left hand from the right hand. That's what it looked like to me anyway.
4: Well, he could survive a flaming trunk and right. turn into a monster. So glove switching <laughs> exactly. hands is really the least of the uh
3: magical illusion. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, geez, I forgot about that. He's he's yeah, yeah, he's I gotta suspend my my disbelief, right?
4: Yeah, but I, uh, I mean, yes, that I like the segment. I, I give it a pass because I don't think that. When he saw the rocking chair, it reminded him of Sister Abigail. I don't think he could resist going into it to try to absorb her spirit. Of course, it was the the dumb face thing. I still don't buy Bray as as the face. Um, but I, I I mean this this segment was at least interesting. It was you know sort of back to sort of attitude era esque with Burning oh. Kane and, and things like that.
0: You know, you'd you be exactly more. Changing. What was going to
4: happen, <laughs> Chris? I'm very optimistic about it. Yeah,
2: look. Um, yeah, I'm with Jeff on this. I like. I wasn't in love with this segment, but I'm willing to forgive a lot to watch Bray Wyatt and see what he does because I feel like this is another guy like a like an our truth who can generally oh, you know as long him. as it's not well as long as he's not having to wrestle uh, Goldberg, I feel like he can really turn chicken shit into ch- chicken salad most Dude. nights,
3: and so. <laughs> Well, Bray Wyatt, legitimately, all three gimmicks of his are over, in my opinion. It's WB that always pull him back. You know know what I'm saying? Every time he's about to catch, they pull him back. I don't know if if they don't have faith in him. I don't know if, if his daddy fucking pissed everyone off in the back or what's going on, right? But... I Think he's got a pretty free. I mean, reign his dad worked for
2: IRS, so I mean, he worked for the IRS. You're gonna piss people off. No, but look, I mean,
4: Bo, Bo is still employed, he just doesn't
3: do right. anything. What the hell's up with that? Why not just add him
4: to the bloody like seriously? Like he why just the glove from hand to hand when you're not looking
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude? Like I said, at this point, I'd rather see back in the attitude there when Kane and Undertaker were throwing. Thunder strikes at each other at this point. Seriously, why not? No. Why, no, let's why not? not go back to that? Geez. <laughs> Zeus you know I mean? and Odin. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. How stupid was that, by the way. But anyway, yeah. It was pretty funny. I even laughed back then, but anyway.
2: It was bad. So moving on, uh, next up here, we've got uh, MVP, who's already in the ring, which made me sad because I like MVP. Me man. too, man. Most
3: you of why I like he's, MVP is his entrance. If there was, if there was a six-man award in professional wrestling, he would be my winner. Agree. I'm telling you, he's yeah. had a great, a great bloody year, man. And I'm so happy for him that he's actually – he deserves or he's earned the right to be in this position, man.
4: Agree. He's he's been he's been one of the best things in WWE since he since he came back, and, the, and they put him in this sort of you know trying to create a, a, a faction right. role. He's he's been great. He's he's been there, Kingston. But I actually like him better, Much cause better I like yeah. the I like the businessman approach more than the Kingston street approach. Well, I mean, also Kingston. I mean, from from the neck up, he's brilliant. But from the neck down, he looks like your drunk, unemployed uncle who shows up at the family barbecues, brings no food, and bums cigarettes off of everybody. Oh,
3: so, shit. that's a good one. <laughs> that was kind of sounds I, I like used, that, I've too. used that before. Sorry, um, New York. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he sounds good. But so does MVP. Uh, um, right. Exactly. I mean, I just don't want him to, like, I just hope they should make the Hurt Business just pure killers, man. They're both better than Taz. Hashtag fire Taz. Right now? I mean, can you t- speaking <laughs> of Taz, right? I'll, can you tell me what the FTW belt really means? Listen, listen not- it means it means nothing,
4: but but What's let me tell point? you, if you actually go back and you listen to Taz's last four or five promos, all he's talking about is how ineffective he's been as a manager. And that is the only through line through through his through his promos. So I don't know. I mean, he sounds good. He's got the Brooklyn talk, but I know it's not an a W show. But hashtag Fire Taz
3: not not from AEW. He can be on commentary, but as a manager, terrible. Because he just doesn't. He doesn't believe yes. it, man. He doesn't believe it. Even back in ECW, the FTW belt meant fuck all, really. Like I sat
4: back are- there in in the office, and Tony Khan's <laughs> secretary said that he couldn't see me, and the intern said that there was no coffee, and he wouldn't come. And I waited, and I waited, and Tony Khan crawled out the window. I mean. No one's and no one's gonna sanction this spell. I mean he, John Moxley went on air and said, I will give Cage. You can have a rematch anytime you want it. Where, where's when where's the rematch? Never happened.
3: Still waiting. You no know, one fire Taz. Manager. <laughs> fire Taz. Not doing it for his boys, man. But anyway, fire Chris. <laughs> yep. Fire Taz
2: and fire whoever's booking Taz because uh that whole thing is just a huge mess. Um yeah. They're introducing people the same day that they're trying to pay stuff off. To it's you know, uh oh, you said something about my son. Meanwhile, we've never heard anything about his son. We don't dude, know anything about his son. Nobody's ever company, said anything about his son. And then his son comes out at the end of me? the segment to go back in the back with him. What are we doing, dude? Well, anyway, like let, let's said, let's forget about it. When A-W. a
3: company uses does the hot tag to the smaller guy, there's something like not, not quite no. right about the company, dude. Like when Allen when gets tagged in for the hot tag. Think about that for a second. Meth sting. Call in. him his he right sting. name. Meth right. sting. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's just finish off Raw anyway. We've only got eight and a half minutes. All
2: right. No worries. Um, the next thing here is the Ascension Ceremony, which I was kind of hoping we'd see Connor and Victor come back, but sadly <laughs> didn't happen. Uh, it's Basic just, you know, before the match trash talk. AJ, he's good on the mic. I like AJ. Uh, He's good on the mic. He's good in the ring. He's good at everything. He's I feel like he's, he's
3: hit a plateau, though. He's um, gotten too comfortable in some ways, like in my opinion, compared to like his first three years sort of thing. Or first two, maybe even. I,
2: I, feel, like, I feel like they're almost purposely booking him to – be less effective because they want to fix it it now man why almost
3: is needed when you need someone to put over the champ that's what he's become now pretty much you know what i mean that's how it feels like because you know he's not going terrible beat Drew. no 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 of course not he's he's done everything now he's won the title but the thing is we all know he's not gonna he's got no chance against drew it's not gonna happen even though i'd love to so he 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 thinks so
2: he thinks that he know, he has what it takes. He doesn't think that uh, McIntyre does, doesn't think that McIntyre can handle the pressure, seems to think that he buckles. Uh, the title goes up. AJ talks a little more. Miz and Morrison come out for an attack. Uh, McIntyre wrecks everybody because that's what McIntyre does. <laughs> um Almost gets his attention. AJ drops him with a forearm. There's chairs, table spots, etc. I don't know. This just sort of turned into a mess at the end. It,
3: um, like it chairs, was exciting.
2: Dude. It it was exciting, but I'm honestly I'm not sure if they just left it for too long. But there was nothing about this that made me excited for the match. You know what I took I, out of it, I to be know, honest, you guys. What do you think?
3: They all walked in like headless chooks and if you guys don't know what chooks are I'm talking about chickens yeah headless chickens right legitly I feel like they all just walked to the ring la 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 la, la. what are we doing <laughs> like what are we doing that's yeah, what I've come know, across I, I think that the, this
4: beat down went went down too long just like the one with Seamus earlier though the one earlier was better um, I thought it was noteworthy, but it wasn't noted that Sheamus didn't come for the rescue and they didn't say I was why. waiting
3: for that and I called that too. I was saying to my girl, like, I'm like, expect like even maybe Keith Lee to come out, right? Or, right. Uh, or, you know, or
4: how she, about Ricochet to try to make an alliance right. with somebody? That's you right. Know, to, to do That's something. Right. But I uh, agree with what you guys are saying about AJ. I think right now he's in the Orton role where he's always going to be like right now is his time to see, sort of be around the top, but not to do anything, and exactly. and he'll get another couple of title, you know, runs or wins, uh, you know, in, until he's ready to retire. But you know, right. he, he's not gonna, uh, you know, he, he's he's not gonna be their top guy by design. He's no, he's right their not. ultimate utility player.
3: Exactly. I, th- I think
4: I think it's working now. I did, but this whole thing was to make you believe that uh, Miz and Morrison are on the same page as AJ, <laughs> and that and that there's right. going to be. A cash and just like last um, pay per view as well, and you know I don't I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think anyone thinks it's going to happen. I don't know who's going to bollocks it up. Uh, I sort of hope that Morrison finally turns on Miz. Um, I don't see how you make AJ face right now the way he's been behaving and with oh. a, a bodyguard. Right. Um, yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. Uh, but you know what? They haven't had a lot of turns on pay per views lately. The turns have been happening on TV. Right. Um, but it was a bit of a mess and since everything's a mess it makes it hard to predict stuff because nothing really makes sense period so why should the pay-per-view make sense True. either but why are we even complaining right we should just yeah. eat this shit up and love it basically and, right? and, and then the show ended like it seemed like it ended like four seconds earlier than it was supposed to. Like, it seemed like there was like some closing scene that we never got. I mean, Drew was trying to climb up the ladder and fell back down, and, and then it went just went off the screen. It, it,
3: <laughs> it sort of ended abruptly, didn't it?
4: Yeah. I v- thought very it wasn't abruptly. Just me.
3: Right. It's
4: true. I don't know if that was by design or they just ran out of time or what, but it was, Dude, it I was, just, it was
3: weird. I honestly think they didn't know what the hell was going on. Bits like, oh, what are they doing? You know what I mean? Why is he
0: wearing a skirt?
3: <laughs> like see it wouldn't surprise me right he was mr cool wearing the kilt man like you know look at me like i'm mr kilt's on the kilts on a pole match oh jesus christ please oh kill for god. the kilts death <laughs> match oh my god i didn't know
2: we had vince russo on tonight
3: yeah <laughs> oh no dude if we get killed kilt on the pole can you you that
2: <laughs> sure i can I just, imagine yeah, that god, right it'll be the sword on the pole
3: Mm, could be that too. Yeah. What right. type of sword are you talking about though there, Chris? Eh? well the Claymore.
2: The Claymore. <laughs> the Claymore. Don't don't get it twisted. The Claymore you know sword,
3: mean? right? The bastard anyway. sword. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> is there anything more to say about this? <laughs>
0: no. I don't think so. It really it is.
2: was uh, you know, it was it was fine for a raw. I will say overall, like the show was fine for a Raw, but I mean, this three hours felt like four and a half. I texted you about an hour and a half in, Jimmy, and I said, like, is this really only half over? (laughs) Like, and that was at a point where the show was still pretty good. It just, I don't know what it is about Raw. I don't know. I don't know if it's just the three hours or if it's a an amalgamation of a bunch of things. But just something about this show drags and makes you just miserable by the time you're finished. Miserable dude. What what did you think, Jeff?
4: Agree. It 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 went very slow and it was a mishmash. And it was for a go home show, it was wasn't good. I I mean I would give the show maybe a C or C plus if I was being
3: kind. And that's being kind, very kind. Yeah, C C minus Absolutely.
2: Hey. Absolutely. Hey, uh, we're just about done here. Um, uh, Jimmy, uh, give him the
4: email.
3: Well, before I do that, Jeff, get your stuff in, man. Oh, yeah. Check out
4: my wrestling podcast, Hammerlock Hangover. We have all of eight episodes, so you can catch up from the beginning. And also my other podcast, Garden of Doom, which is a variety show, but maybe uh, not too far from if you like uh, Jimmy's uh, crypto cast, uh, there might be some overlapping stuff there. So thanks, guys, for having me on.
3: No, thank you. And it's been a pleasure, man. And, and like being on the PWC, you made our day, man, because you couldn't have put things any better because like I said, if you weren't here, we would probably be even harsher, man. Believe me. It, it's, it's a real drag. But Chris, did you want to have any final thoughts before I uh, quickly say the email? uh no
2: just um you know uh listen to the rational rage podcast uh everything on the everything on the network is uh top quality it's if it's if it's funny it's funny and if it's interesting it's very interesting um you know absolutely thank you to jeff for coming on uh jimmy let's be serious we wouldn't be doing this show because you would right. convinced me to watch Raw if we You know what, exactly. Jeff, Jeff, if you uh, went on, we
3: probably <laughs> wouldn't have done it, 100%. <laughs> I'll guarantee it. But, yeah, you know what? No, no, we, we mean that, Jeff. You, you're too good, man. Like, seriously, I feel bad what we've put you through today. Unfortunately, it had to happen when you jumped on. Zoom stuffing up every 40 minutes. But anyway, guys, if you want to find us pretty much at PwC at all social – like social accounts you know what i mean twitter facebook whatever um and also our email address is pwc dash show at outlook.com that's pwc show at outlook.com and that's about it because all it says i've got less than a minute and i don't know how long that is so uh guys thank you both
0: to the Rational Rage Network. I'm sorry, Randy. I really am sorry. I know that both of us were having the time of our lives last week. And, uh, you know, as things do, they get out of hand and, and one thing leads to another. And now look at us. And what I think happened, I think it was all just, you know, one giant misunderstanding. <laughs> uh, and because I know that Sometimes he has a very sad, sick, deranged, twisted mind of his own, and he just <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> I know that I know that I have things to fix about myself, but I really wish that we'd gotten a chance. Randy to finish what we started. I really do, because uh, you know, this Sunday after you take on him at the TLC pay-per-view, I'm just not too sure what's gonna be left of you. (laughs) And there shall be no fun and games at TLC. Yeah, instead, All there's gonna be is just sadness Mm -hmm. and pain. You know what? Yowie wowie, that's all right. That sounds splendid. (laughs) So I've decided to celebrate since TLC is gonna be no laughing matter, tonight is. So in honor of our field trip, I have prepared some jokes tonight. What's the best way to measure a viper? Inches. Because they don't have (laughs) any (laughs) feet. Okay, okay, hold on, wait, wait, chill out, hold on. Okay, okay, I got the next one, okay. <laughs> what do snakes use to clean their car windows? Windshield vipers! Great, great,
1: great! Up here! That's right, that's right. Now that I have your attention, Last week I said, when the time comes, when my time comes, I'd look the devil in the eye and tell him that the most evil son of a on planet Earth has come home. But what I didn't realize, Bray, was that later that night you'd give me the chance. The Fiend gave me the chance. After I put you down with the three deadliest letters in sports entertainment, something changed. You changed. Now, I don't often say this, but for the first time in a very, very long time, I was outmaneuvered, not by you, Brave, by him. And I guarantee that won't happen this Sunday at TLC, and he certainly won't outmaneuver me tonight. I know how much you just love to play games. How about tonight, we play a game? Bray. How about tonight, we play a little game of hide and seek. What do you say?
0: <laughs> you and me. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, Randy, you know? can't resist a game so i accept i accept randy (laughs) i accept
1: (laughs) come find me
0: let the games begin This situation has gotten more and more bizarre by the second. <laughs> Randy Orton just invited May White for a game of high and seek. You to the Rational Rage Network.